You're listening to It's Not Normal, It's Toxic with Dr. Heidi, a toxic relationship specialist. Here, we bring hope, healing, and freedom to those who have been affected by toxic relationships and emotional abuse. Learn to not only recognize a red flag when you see one, but have the courage to choose yourself and move forward in a life that's free from toxic control of others. Living in an environment that's not healthy for you can cause this type of abuse to be accepted as normal. The truth is, it's not normal. It's toxic. Welcome back. It's Dr. Heidi. You're listening to It's Not Normal, It's Toxic. Rid your life of toxic people. First thing I need to do is announcements because that's the first thing Dr. Heidi always does. Um, As of right now, the fundraiser that I have open for Pay the Freedom Forward Scholarship will be open for one more week. Um, How Pay the Freedom Forward works is when there's people that are financially cut off or in a bad financial situation but need Um, some education and need to get some of the um, programs or the information that Coaching with Dr. Heidi has, we have a scholarship fund for that. We call it Pay the Freedom Forward because we trust and we ask that those who are blessed with the scholarship and are able to use it once they're back on their feet and um, get their lives where they want them, that they will somehow pay back into the Coaching with Dr. Heidi programs, whether it's monetarily or volunteering your time or even donating some of the stuff that we need, the supplies and stuff that we need for the events. So if you want to donate to the Pay the Freedom Forward Scholarship Fund, right now I have two individuals that are looking to do the individual coaching with me, but because of emotional abuse and financial abuse situations, cannot get to their money right now. So that's what we're raising money for this week with the Pay the Freedom Forward. It's on my Facebook page and you can donate straight through Facebook. If you want to donate anonymously, you can get a hold of us through the website and through the email if you don't want it publicly known that you are one of the ones that has been donating. Next, don't forget the third annual It's Not Normal, It's Toxic conference is coming up March 27, 28, and 29. I need to address this one more time. Two podcasts ago, I said March 7, 8, and 9. It is the 27th, the 28th, and the 29th. That's being held here in St. Louis, and tickets are available on the website, and you can find a link on the Facebook page also. So I think that's it. My announcements about have me out of air already. Uh, Yesterday I talked to you guys a little bit. I'm fighting a sore throat, so yes, I did not take up any bad habits or anything like that since the last podcast, but I am having a scratchy voice. But... That's good because today I don't have to do so much of the talking. I actually have a guest here today, and it's someone that I've known for probably 10 years. Um, It is someone that I look up to, a lot of people in the community look up to, and I found myself when I was rebuilding my life, he was one that was always concerned how I was doing, how my kids were doing, how everything was going, and now I'm getting tears, which I do that on the podcast all the time too. Um, And I just really valued his opinion and just his input on a lot of the decisions that I made. So there's a topic that I know many of you are struggling with, and I asked him if he could come on here and kind of go over it with me. And the topic that I want to talk about is um, the tie that we have to our religious or our spiritual beliefs in feeling like we can't leave 
certain unhealthy situations. So with me today is Scott. Scott, I'm just going to have you introduce yourself and you can just kind of talk. I will chime in. We've kind of talked about what we want to go over. So the listeners are, I'm sure, questioning when when spirituality and religion comes into play if they're needing to leave. In, and I'm not just talking about marriages, you know, having to leave family members. You know, that's got a lot of guilt and obligation that goes with it. So just um, you just start off and tell us a little bit about yourself and what you've done and where you've been and... Good gracious, I don't know that it's that interesting. And then tell us exactly what to do, because that's what we want. We just want an exact answer. <laughs> that is the case a lot of times. And it just someone tell me what to do and everything will be just fine. But you were too kind in your introduction. It's uh, I, have, I have valued your friendship and your input into my life and on so many different levels. So I'm grateful that uh, that we're friends. It's, it's one of the highlights of my life. It really is. And thank you for the opportunity today to come and hang out and talk about some really cool things and hopefully some of the things we get to talk about maybe resonate with some people listening today and I guess over um, wow probably almost 30 years of pastoring and counseling and a lot of other things um, I've, I've seen this struggle really play out in, in a lot of different ways and I think you're right. It's not just from a marriage standpoint. It's, it's relationships. Mm-hmm. Let's just call it relationships um, because it is it is family issues. It's friendships. It's marital relationships. And I guess it really comes from the vantage point, I think, of that we're not supposed to give up on people. God doesn't give up on us. God, He says he'll never leave us, never forsake us. So we're not supposed to give up on people. So we can't get out of bad relationships, right? I mean, that's really kind of the cornerstone of this whole thing. Because what if mm -hmm. that's where we're supposed to be? And what if they'll change? And what if things are getting better? Exactly. And and I think that's a valid point to make. And and let me me put some markers down uh, on the front end before we get too deep into this. And we kind of have to come back and correct ourselves, but a couple of the markers that I personally believe in, and, and I get asked this all the time, Scott, can people change? Absolutely they can. And from a spiritual standpoint, everything that God touches changes. So can people change? Absolutely they can. A lot goes into that, and there are a lot of caveats to that, um, and there are a lot of concerns in that area. But I to say that people absolutely can never change, I think we have to be cautious of that. However, there's, there's just so many things that go into someone being willing to change. And, and as someone who's been in, in difficult relationships, I know you have as mm-hmm. well, and both of us have had to leave those difficult relationships. You've been divorced, I've been divorced. Um, we understand the, that there are times that in relationships, things don't work. But people can still change. It just doesn't mean that I can't be in that situation anymore. Mm-hmm. I don't have to be in a situation for it to change. I can remove myself from that situation, and change can still happen in the future. I think sometimes, I know in my personal situation, there have been times when my ego has taken over. That I think that... Oh, um, I never did that. <laughs> <laughs> never no, ever, right? No, actually, I'm sitting here listening, thinking, you know, we do change, and... It, it always requires change on both parts. Absolutely. You know, and when you say, you know, the willingness to change, I think it's the acknowledgement that something needs to change. Absolutely. You know, also, but. And sometimes um, in relationships, because of the chemistry or lack of that exists, 
it's difficult for someone to be able to see that they need to change because of the presence of the other person. Mm -hmm. And sometimes it takes the moving of that other person out of the relationship for that person, that other person to have the revelation that, wow, this is something I need to do to change. Mm -hmm. But going back to the ego piece of it, I know there are times in my life when I've thought, well, I have to stay in this toxic relationship because I'm the only one that can help this person change. Oh yeah, that is a huge one. It's gigantic. And really we end up staying to feed our own ego. Mm -hmm. We end up staying because we want to be involved in helping someone because we think we're the martyr in this scenario mm -hmm. that, oh my goodness, this is my calling, my burden to bear. I'm the only one that they cross. have. Absolutely. And if I don't do it, who's going to do it? And we have to come to the conclusion, first of all, that I'm not God. That's a tough one in those situations. I'm, I'm not God. And I do think that in, in when we're evaluating situations, we're evaluating relationships, that it's one thing to say that I'm not going to leave a person, and it's another thing to say I'm going to remove myself from a toxic situation. Those are two separate scenarios. That get blended they very do. quickly. They do. And it comes from, in many ways, it comes from a lack of understanding of my own personal boundaries. And I have to come to the conclusion of what I can and can't do. In counseling, I, I had to come to this very quickly, that there are some areas that I can give some advice to and speak into, and there are some areas that I can't. Mm -hmm. And I have to very quickly come to that realization that if we get to that place where I don't feel comfortable, I have to draw that line and say, I'm out of my area of mm -hmm. expertise here. And I think we have to do that in relationships. And we do that by drawing those boundaries with ourselves. And, I, and I've said this to you before, I think we've talked about this before, that there is great freedom within the boundaries of our personality. And I know that freedom and boundaries sometimes seem contradictory, but I wanna, I wanna suggest that that is where the most freedom is found, is working within boundaries. Because when I understand my personality and who God has made me to be, and when I operate inside of that, that's where I'm the most effective for others and for myself. Mm -hmm. When I begin to behave and to act like someone that I'm not outside those boundaries, that's when I get in trouble really, really fast. Mm -hmm. That's when I get toxic relationships. That's when I say things I shouldn't say. That's when I do things I shouldn't do and I end up in a very, very bad place. So I think many times we, we find ourselves in those situations because we don't have any clue who we are to begin with and the boundaries mm -hmm. that, that God has set in our own yeah. personal or lives. Or we've, we've let our boundaries get compromised so much that the borders are so unclear of where our boundaries are that it's, it's non-defined. Absolutely. So you just continue on Absolutely. as it is because you've got nothing definite that you can stand behind. Absolutely. It, it's okay um, at times to say to someone, I love you, I appreciate you, mm -hmm. I'm thankful for you, but we're in a place where I need to back up for you and for me. That's not leaving someone. Mm -hmm. That's drawing a healthy line, a boundary that says I'm not going to cross over this line. Mm -hmm. um, I, I recently um, not to get into political things, but I recently saw where Bill Clinton 
made a statement <laughs> yes, about. No, 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 no. <laughs> where Bill Clinton made a statement about uh, Mike Pence's stance on not being alone with women, and thought that that was an extreme stance. Well, Mike Pence has decided that for his marriage, for his relationship, that's a boundary that he's had to draw for himself. Fine. I think that that's a, those boundaries for each of us can be different. There's some that have to be the same, but they can be different as well. And I think they're sometimes even different based on relationships. Mm -hmm. There are certain things that I may say to this friend that I would never say to this friend. Right. There are things that I may do with this friend that I would never do with this friend. So I think that um, understanding those boundaries and where I am and where that other person is is so incredibly vital mm -hmm. as we as we take a look at specific situations in specific relationships. So then this just kind of popped in my head. Mm -hmm. Like when I was involved in an unhealthy relationship for mm -hmm. a lengthy amount of time, mm -hmm. I didn't have boundaries because I really felt like every time I set a boundary, it got walked over top of. Mm -hmm. So eventually you don't set any boundaries because a toxic person is about control anyway and they're going to make sure you don't have them. Right. So, you know, we kind of all understand, believe me, my mom sent me the boundaries book three times when I was in an unhealthy marriage. And I remember reading it going, yeah, this is all good and fine, but I've already, like I've already tried this. So for the people who are, are in that situation now where like our boundaries have been so blurred because all we've been doing is trying to, you know, stay out of a fight or stay out of trouble or stay out of conflict or, you know, put fires out that then when we talk about boundaries, it seems like it's so far reached that right. it's, you know, it's so much work. Well, first of all, I think we have to realize that every, every time a boundary is crossed, there is a consequence every single time. Mm -hmm. Now, what we don't understand is, is that if I draw a boundary with you, if you and I mm -hmm. have a friendship and I say this is the boundary and you cross that boundary, then there is a consequence either to me or to you in that particular mm -hmm. situation. The consequence should be to you because you violated the boundary. Mm -hmm. But when I don't hold you accountable to that, then I suffer mm -hmm. the consequence. So there's a consequence every time that a boundary is set. And I think for, for most of us, especially those who are concerned on the spiritual religious side of things, which is really kind of the, kind of the meat and potatoes of what we've, we're talking about today, I think sometimes we struggle with the holding of accountability. Mm -hmm. We struggle with saying that's not okay um, because we have this idea of meekness and mildness and this idea that people can just walk over us because I'm a Christian, mm -hmm. because I believe in God and I have, to, I have to allow people to do anything they want to do with me. And that is totally not true. Faith is about accountability. Faith is about um, holding ourselves and others to that accountability, but doing it in a way that is loving, that mm -hmm. is kind, that is gracious, but it doesn't take away the boundaries that exist. I know that one of the things that people struggle with, um, especially people who have, who come from a spiritual background, is the idea of when to leave a marriage. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> Specifically, let's 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 move toward the marriage aspect just for a moment. And, and that's a really, really hard question to ask. And, and I want to say on the front end that I think that there are times where we run the risk of feeling like we want to leave and then trying to find all the reasons to justify that leaving. Right. <clears throat> and I think that that's the cart before the horse. 
that really um, a dissolving of a marriage, of a relationship, is really the last resort. It's the last possible thing that has to be done. But here's the, here's the revelation that I came to for me personally when, when I was going through a divorce and, and growing up, um, growing up in, a, in a preacher's kid. I was a preacher's kid, so I, I've known nothing but this. I've always heard God hates divorce. Mm-hmm. And anybody that's been in religion and, and spirituality knows that. Yep. Boy, you're nodding your head like crazy. It's God hates divorce. We hear that over and over and over again. And that is exactly true. There is nothing untrue about that. That is exactly correct. But I came to the realization that God actually created divorce. Right, you said that last week. And that really was an eye-opening moment for me. And I want to be careful here because I don't want people to grab that and say, see, I can get a divorce anytime I want to because God created it. Right. That is not <laughs> the case at all. I think what happened was that God knew in his infinite wisdom that there were going to be times where relationships just crumble. Mm-hmm. And when those boundaries are crossed and we can't go back, what do we do? And I think God set aside some reasons why that even though he hates it, he would allow it. And let's first of all talk about why he hates it. Because God is about relationships. We were created, Adam and Eve were created because God wanted relationships. Mm-hmm. God wanted that, that, that communion. So divorce, the breaking of relationships, destroys the very thing that we were created for. Right. So of course God hates that. That's kind of a duh to me. I, I'm, I'm almost amazed at times that God had to actually write and say, I hate divorce. Of course you hate divorce. Well, you hate murder. It's like the same thing. Right. You're killing a relationship here. So of course God would hate that. But he also knew that we're not perfect. Mm-hmm. That we're going to do things to screw things up. We're going to say things and do things that destroy relationships. So how are they dissolved and what circumstances are they dissolved under? Of course, infidelity was the primary one that was that was put forth. Mm-hmm. Um, that infidelity will destroy relationship. Absolutely it will. Uh, but there are other reasons as well. Remember that in the New Testament that Jesus kind of went further in this idea of that it's not only what you do, it's what you think. So he even went, went to said, you know, not only is it do you, do you kill someone, but in your mind, have you wished them dead? Mm-hmm. Have you, in your mind, coveted someone's stuff or person or relationship? So I think that, that at times that covers this idea of this mental stranglehold, this toxic relationship mm-hmm. that comes over us. I think the area of abuse is an area that that God would say no one should have to live under. So I do think that there are some areas that God says, yeah, I hate it. I hate that it's at that place. I hate everything about it. But there's no other way out. Mm-hmm. And I think in those situations when we stay in those relationships, because God hates divorce and we have to stay in that situation, I think that there are times that we're doing more damage than we are good at that point. Yeah, absolutely. That's a hard place to be, 
and you and I talked at one time about how I think it was earlier today that you had said that you know that uh, for you having approval mm -hmm. um, just that it was okay was a big step for you and I think all of us on some level really like approval mm -hmm. for I don't know anyone that truly doesn't care what anybody says about them even though we say that we often say that right all the time but I don't think that anyone ever really gets to that place we all want to be told it's okay yeah and I think what we're saying is is that there are situations and circumstances where it's okay yeah however we want to be sure that's the end of the road we, we don't we don't want to say, I want out of this relationship, so let me find reasons why I should be able to get out of this relationship mm -hmm. and start backing up. Because Scott and Dr. Heidi said that even though God hates divorce, he created it. Right. So let me go find a reason to, to fulfill this promise here. So now on the, on the other end of that, mm -hmm. if there is plenty of reasons, yeah. and, and there, to anybody outside of the relationship, mm -hmm. they can see that there's plenty mm -hmm. of reasons. But because of religion or spirituality, we keep waiting for yet one more, forgetting and forgiving all the previous ones. And that was one of my struggle. Every time I think, okay, well, this is the end of the line. This, I've, I've, I've got to get out of this now. Then I would convince myself that I would just wait for one more validation so that I, yeah. from the outside looking in, people could see why I decided yeah. to leave. Yeah. You know. Yeah. So you know, it, it reminds me of this of this old, not so funny joke, but it's kind of funny that flood came and a guy got on the top of his house and he had no way to get off and a boat came by to pick him up and he said, "No, God's going to take care of me. God's going to save me." And another boat came by. No, God's going to save me. And a helicopter came by and he said, "No, God's going to save me." And finally, the water came up and he drowned and he went to heaven and. He said, God, I thought you were going to save me. He said, I sent two boats and a helicopter. What are you <laughs> right. waiting on, right? That's exactly so, how I mean, it, you're right. That is the scenario at hand, right, is that time and time again, all of these things, and we just don't see it. We're, we're, we're for some reason, so focused on God's going to save me. And I think that God does bring so many people into our lives and so many circumstances into our lives to show us this isn't what you think it is. The, there's two sides to that as well, right? Is that in, in my own personal pain and difficulty, I came to the conclusion that no one gets to decide how serious my problems are for me. Mm -hmm. That's exactly. a good thing and a bad thing, right? I can't tell you how bad your problems should or shouldn't be, and you can't tell me how bad mine should or shouldn't be either. So I think that we, uh, if we're in the middle of it, we want to find people that we can really trust and have them speak into our lives mm -hmm. and weigh what they say against what we're feeling. We also, if we're, if we're those people who are watching someone, we want to be sensitive that, first of all, we may know most of the story, but as old country singer Charlie Rich used to say, no one knows what goes on behind closed doors, yep. ever. So we have to be a little cautious about giving definitive this is what you should or shouldn't do mm -hmm. type of advice. But I, I think you're exactly right, Doc, that I think that in those situations, um, we have to be mindful of the fact that God may be sending a lot of different signs toward us, and we're hanging on because God hates divorce. Yep, that's exactly, exactly that what I think people are struggling with. And, and, I, and, they, and I think that's a good struggle to begin with, 
because we don't want to throw that away and be so cavalier with a relationship right. to say, I just want out, so I'm hitting the road. Mm -hmm. However, there's more to that story. And I think that what we want to say to people is, hear the rest of the story. Get the Paul Harvey view of this, mm -hmm. the rest of the, the rest story, of the to understand that there's more than just, there's more to this story than just the fact that God hates divorce. That there are reasons why you need to walk away and it's best if you do walk away and and if you're in that place find someone to talk to about it and get some advice as to what they're seeing from the outside looking in I know for me that was so valuable and you and I were friends during my mm -hmm. time and being able to hear from different people of Scott consider this maybe you're not hearing this correctly listen to this pay attention to this because you're in the middle of a storm it's hard to have a clear view of what's really going on. That's why healthy relationships are so important mm -hmm. and why toxic relationships are so terrible. Right, and I know when you're hanging on because you just want one more validation, I, don't, I think I was really looking for permission. Yeah. I, and and when, my, yeah. when I really felt like my parents were behind me and this is a mm -hmm. very unhealthy place for you to be, I felt like I got permission and, and that's all I needed. And yeah. that's where, you know, I get, yeah. I get emails and I get messages mm -hmm. and I get all sorts of stuff through the Strength Within support group on Facebook. And they are struggling with the fact that I took marriage vows, I'm taking them seriously, and, quote, God hates divorce. Absolutely. And I think, you know, um, I grew up in a tiny community. My dad's a mm -hmm. chaplain. My grandpa mm -hmm. was a preacher. Mm -hmm. And I didn't ever remember growing up seeing anybody in the community get divorced. Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm sure they did, but I'm... I feel like they must have left right. because I didn't right. remember it. But just just the, having the comfort of knowing that he doesn't expect me to live like this for the rest right. of my life. That's right. And I know that I had put forth the effort into change as much as I knew I could change. And we were talking earlier about, yes, people can change, but they have to acknowledge that they need to. They do. And, Doc, I think that, and, and I'm thinking specifically of someone that I've had this conversation with in the last couple of months who's had a difficult time. Um, and I, I think that what we want to do is to be able to get to a place where I can say, with no reservations whatsoever, I've done everything mm -hmm. in my power to make this relationship work. If I can honestly say that, then I can get to the other side of this, and while it still hurts and while it's a really hard decision, I can be okay with it. Yep. It's the regret of knowing that if I if I had done this, maybe things would have turned out differently. That's where we don't want to be. Right. But I think once we get to that place where we can honestly say, I've done everything in my power to make this relationship work, then what I'm doing is giving myself permission. Mm -hmm. you, you talked about the permission from your parents, and that's so important from those people that we value and care about. But ultimately, you have to give yourself permission right. to and walk you, away. You know why I think I felt like once once I had the sense that my parents thought it was okay, yeah. I think it was because it was my parents that had given me the faith. You know, yeah. I was raised in, in that community, and yeah. so I felt like, well, that must have been where it came from. Now looking back, I, I realize I could, I could have done it anyway. Sure. But I just know that there's a lot of listeners and a lot of my clients that this is exactly what, what they struggle with. And I want them to be able to realize that, you know, it's not expected for you to live like this. It's not. Marriages should not be a death sentence. It was never meant to be a death mm -hmm. sentence. And sometimes we take it as that. 
when things turn in a direction that we never dreamed they would turn, mm -hmm. we, we look at it as we've been sentenced to die in this particular relationship. And that is not the case. That is not what God intended for us to have. Yeah, that and is I, not why it was created. I think, too, a lot of us hang on for the way it used to be. Yeah. Well, if I hang on long enough, maybe it will go back to mm -hmm. the way it used to be. And, you know, I, my experience was it never did that. And I'm sure you've had that experience, too. Absolutely. It's, it's hard to recreate something. Um, again, new things can come. Absolutely. Um, but, you know, one of the big fallacies about relationships is they're a 50-50 proposition. Mm -hmm. That is a total lie. Relationships are a 100%, 100% proposition. Yeah. And if one is giving 100 and the other is giving 90, we're in trouble already. Mm -hmm. So I, I think that if we're going to create something new, we have to have complete buy-in. And if we don't have that buy-in, it's an uphill battle at best, mm -hmm. at best. Yeah. So do you have any final thoughts for the listeners who are struggling with the faith factor in trying to leave an abusive yeah, relationship? Yeah. Just a couple of, of real simple things. This is this really isn't brain surgery, but um, I think that we can first of all trust God through this whole process, that God is faithful, that God does love us and does want what's best for us, even when we're in a marriage that is falling apart and is not what we want it to be, God still wants what's best for us. Mm -hmm. And it may not be that relationship. We can trust Him yesterday, today, and tomorrow. And we can also trust the things that God has put around us, the people, the resources that we have, this podcast and what you're doing is unbelievable. I can't tell you how proud I am of you. I tell you that every time I see you, but I am so incredibly proud of you. And this is one of the resources that God has placed around people mm -hmm. to be able to figure those things out. Um, don't take it lightly, and I know you're not. I know they're not. That um, that this is a really hard decision. At the same time, don't think you've got a death sentence. Mm -hmm. There is hope. Yeah. And my dad said something last time I was home. I was talking about the business aspect, mm -hmm. but he said, "Well, I don't think he took you this far to say, okay, now you're on your own." God doesn't leave us. God's not like you and me. Yeah. As hard as we try to be like God, God's not like us. And I'm so happy about that. Every day I'm so thankful that God is not like us. God doesn't fail. God never leaves us and never forsakes us. God is perfect. He is always on time. He's always in the right place at the right time. That can be trusted. Mm -hmm. And I am so thankful for that. Well, thank you for being here. Listeners, if if this touched a, um, I was going to say nerve, but that's because I'm a chiropractor. But if this touched a spot with you and you have any more questions, I have already warned him that we may get some questions on this for with people in more, um, with more specifics of your individual situation. So feel free to email those to me if we need to follow up with another podcast. We certainly can, or I can get some answers to you um, through the email. So thanks for listening, and Scott, thank you for being here. My I'm privilege. I'm guessing you'll probably be back eventually. I'd love on to. This. I'd love so, to. So, and, um, yeah, I guess that's it. So, again, I appreciate you being here and spreading some light on some difficult topics and some touchy topics because I, I don't want to bring certain things into this podcast that will turn other people away, and I think 
I think you nailed it because this is what a ton of people are struggling with. Thanks for the time. I appreciate the opportunity. Thank you for listening to It's Not Normal, It's Toxic. If your life is being affected by a toxic relationship, visit coachingwithdrheidi.com and take our free toxicity profile analysis or schedule a personalized consultation with Dr. Heidi. You can also follow us on Instagram at coachingwithdrheidi or join our private Facebook group at Strength Within. Take your first step to freedom today. And remember, it's not normal, it's toxic. <laughs>